Time now for today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. I'm Paul Gatling. We've got plenty of news to get to this week, starting with Bentonville Apparel Company Outdoor Cap. Janelle Harris, formerly the company's chief sales officer, has been promoted to president, effective immediately. She succeeds Jim Hayworth, who is departing to become executive chairman for Springdale-based healthcare testing company, now Diagnostics. Harris joined Outdoor Cap in 2019, and before that spent 14 years working for consumer products supplier Olivet International. Established in 1977, Outdoor Cap has grown to more than 400 employees and has more than 14,000 business customers across multiple channels of distribution in the retail, team, and promotional products markets. You can read more about the leadership change at Outdoor Cap at nwabusinessjournal.com. We've got more news after the break on today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. Support for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report is provided by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas. The Chamber's mission is to promote a pro-business, free enterprise agenda and prevent legislation, regulation, and rules that hinder business. ArkansasStateChamber.com Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield For more than 70 years, Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield has used its knowledge and compassion to create healthcare solutions for individuals and businesses. More information at ArkansasBlueCross.com First Security is proud to be only in Arkansas. They offer smart solutions for personal and business banking, plus convenient services and community investment. First Security, member FDIC, equal housing lender. State Senator Jonathan Dismang of Searcy is one of the leading Republicans in the Arkansas legislature as co-chair of the Joint Budget Committee. In a recent interview with Roby Brock, Senator Dismang discussed new budget hearings and the changing faces coming to the Arkansas legislature. Before we get to budget, I want to talk about some of the changing faces of the state legislature. Uh, we've seen some very high-profile retirement announcements in the last couple of weeks. Senators right. Keith Ingram, Senators um, Senator Trent Garner, Representative Joe Jett, whom you've worked with a lot on right. tax policy. I'm going to ask you this question from a child psychologist perspective, okay? Okay. <laughs> Do these changes make you happy, sad, mad, or scared? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not sure that I could answer any of the above on those. You know, I mean, there's a you know a lot of great friendships with folks that are leaving. You know, Representative Jed and I have worked really well over the years on uh, tax cut packages and tax policy and. Uh, Senator Ingram, you know, has just been a, a really good voice for his district and really for the state uh, in the Senate. And, and of course, we've got a few others with uh, Rep or Senator Garner and and others that have decided that you know they're they're, they're ready to to wrap up their you know their part this part of their public service anyway. Um, you know, so you know everybody's up for re-election this time, um, and you know I think we'll see a and continue to probably see some changes. Uh, in, in how it plays out. And I think the makeup uh, may be quite different than what we have right now. All right. The governor has proposed uh, his budget. You guys started budget hearings this week to look over some of that. It, uh, the governor's asked for increases in funding to public schools, uh, services for the developmentally disabled, 
state right. trooper uh, pay. Those are some of the highlights of it. Do you see anything problematic with the governor's proposed uh, budget? Is there anything that you can immediately say, I would like to see something different on this? No, I mean, I think as far as what's been proposed, uh, you know, so far, I think most members are going to be agreeable to those changes and like to see those changes. Um, you know, adequacy or the increase in education is something that's actually driven by, uh, you know, the legislature. Uh, so, again, I think that's that's, you know, already something that's been worked through in regards to the state police increase. Uh, I think it's something the members would like to see. However, there's some discussion about how is that going to work with uh, probably needed changes on the municipal level and on the county level uh, for those same type of law enforcement folks. Uh, so we'll see how that discussion plays itself out a little bit more. We're still waiting on the uh, specifics of what that plan is going to look like uh, for the state police. And then lastly, uh, that DD wait list, um, you know, the Medicaid increase is something that's been pushed by, you know, both parties. That's a bipartisan uh, issue. And I think that one is going to be received, especially since they're absorbing most of that cost inside their current expenditure levels. So the overall uh, budget calls for about a 3.3% increase in spending over the previous uh, right. year's budget. Um, I guess I just kind of want you to explain or justify that increase in this current political environment. We are we are going to see uh, conservative versus ultra conservative in GOP primaries as a Republican who has advocated for smaller government yourself. Uh, right. How do you justify a three point three percent increase in spending? Is it is it easy to explain? I think the biggest part of that increase is being driven by the legislature through the proposed changes in adequacy. Uh, you know, on a personal level, I want to make sure that we kind of take a deeper dive into the budget and see if we can tamp back that three point three percent growth. I think we're going to be able to do that uh, in, in trying to identify different lot items. I think that could be adjusted so that we don't have that. Uh, that greater growth. At the same time, you have to be realistic about what's happening in the economy. Uh, the fact that inflation is is fairly rampant right now, um, and that not only affects the private sector but the public sector as well. Um, and, and you know, we need to make sure we're well below what that uh, inflation uh, growth is. I think that we are from everything that I'm seeing so far. Uh, but again, I think there's still some room uh, to tamp down in some particular areas and help absorb those. Uh, increased cost um, in other places. Anything specific that you can mention right now? Uh, one of the discussions is around the performance fund, which that has to do with uh, salary increases. Uh, we have some sizable fund balances there right now. Uh, there's some reasons for that. There's an additional pay period this year and some other items. Uh, but that's one thing that I think members have talked about. Um, in addition to that, I think you'll see uh, really just some discussion discussion on DHS and, and, and making sure that, uh, you know, w w again, I think there's some changes and possible changes that will be made in discussions we have with the governor. All right, turning to other news headlines this week, Springdale-based online grocery startup Easy Bins has completed a $2 million late-stage seed round, which included an investment from Springdale fintech startup Teslar and its CEO, Joe Earhart. Easy Bins allows online shoppers to buy groceries from multiple stores, and a driver delivers them in a temperature-controlled bin. Bentonville holding company Runway Group has appointed Brenda Anderson to the newly created position of Chief Strategy Officer. For the past three years, Anderson had been Director of Real Estate Development for Blue Crane. That is Runway Group's real estate acquisition and development arm. 
Runway Group is led by brothers Tom and Stuart Walton and makes investments in Northwest Arkansas in real estate, hospitality, outdoor initiatives, and aviation. And Dr. Scott Cooper is the new president of Mercy Clinic Northwest Arkansas, which includes more than 200 integrated multi-specialty physicians at 22 clinic locations throughout the region. He replaces Dr. Steve Goss, who retired in December after 18 years in that position. You can find all of those stories and more at nwabusinessjournal.com, where you can follow our reporting each and every day. I'm Paul Gatling, and that's the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Until next time, thanks for listening.